following announcement has been paid for by the WZWA Network. Hi, everybody. This is former WWE superstar Al Snow. And- CWN is Sean Oliver. My name is Eugene. And you are watching the Insider's Edge podcast. Now get on the train. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. I'm your host here today, California in theory, and it is great to be with you once again. I have a very special guest here tonight. He is Juggalo Royalty. He is the one and only former JCW heavyweight champion, Too Tough Tony. Yo. (laughs) What's going on, California? How you doing, brother? How you doing today? Oh, man, good, man. Just uh, loving life, you know, living, and everything's good down in the hood, down where I'm at. <laughs> cool, man. You know? um, so not to start off things on two of a, of a, I guess, sour note or a sad note, but uh, recently the wrestling world lost uh, the one and only Tracy Smothers, and yeah. uh, you've had the chance to work with him in the past. Uh, I was just wondering how you felt about finding about out about uh, well you know traveling the road with Tracy some others man uh for a long time you know uh the man was royalty in the wrestling world and I think he got a shaft by when you know the WWE and all that but uh it, he was great for the business I mean he still taught the old school way um he he was 100 percent a heel and his character, you know, uh, as a person, 100% babyface, you know, um, he, he, man, we lost a good dude, man. You know, uh, one of the real ones, you know, a true legend. He was, uh, all about the younger kids getting help and, uh, bringing the younger kids up and showing them, you know, Hey, uh, this is the way we did it old school. You know, this is how you sell out arenas this is how you sell out stadiums this is how you sell out indies you know and uh it would teach these kids you know but uh we lost one of the godfathers you know of wrestling absolutely man i've I've never heard anyone say a bad word about him and uh it is a very sad day no if somebody said a bad word they get smacked upside their fucking head for real (laughs) i mean (laughs) you know when, when he plays his heel character he does it so fucking well you hate him yeah but once you talk to him he, he's a lovable, he was just a gentle giant, man. You know, uh, God rest his soul because, you know, uh, he was so good to people, man. He was really good to people. He would take these younger kids on the road, you know, like these kids who could travel. He'd have bookings. He would take them kids, you know. And yeah. Me being one of his kids, you know, that's the way I looked at it, you know. And it's like I lost a, a father figure, you know, uh, I understand. You know, and I'm I, sorry for your loss. Yes, sad, sad day in the world wrestling world, man. Um, I I wanted to change the subject uh, to right at the beginning of your journey in wrestling, and I just wanted to ask you first and foremost how you became a fan of wrestling. Well, uh, I accidentally got into wrestling. Really, it's it's a fucked up story, man. Uh, you know, down in Louisville, Kentucky, where I'm from. Uh, I I went out of town with these two guys called the Kentucky Sluggers, and they was going to Arkansas and they was tra- they was training with the Moon Dogs, right? And so I'd never been out of town really, so I went with these guys out of town, and uh, I went to where they was training. They was training in this old barn with uh, Rex and Spot, and uh, Rex or, or Larry was like. Come here, get in the ring, Tony. I want to. I want to show them something, you know. So he whips me into the ropes, comes in. I think either took a clothesline, a back elbow, or something, and I, and I bumped. And he's like, "Kid," he said, "Stay in the ring." He said, "You're a natural," you know. And I was right. like, "Cool," you know. And I grew up poor, man, and uh, you know. So I, I went down there with them every time they was going, and he was training me right along with them. And then when. When they was done, because they paid like uh, $2,500 a piece to go down there and train with the Moondogs. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I didn't have no money at the time. Uh, he was like, uh, at the end of it, when they was done and everything, I was like, what do I owe you? He's like, nothing. You know, oh, so um, that started my journey in wrestling. 
<laughs> right. So you weren't ever really like a diehard big fan before that. You just kind of. Oh, uh, I mean, like like Saturday mornings, I would watch USWA. Uh, they would come on right. Like we watch cartoons, and you know, I played wrestler. You know, like with my buddies, we would build uh, belts out of cardboard, aluminum foil, and markers and shit. We'd make belts and shit. But I like growing up. I I never thought I'd be a wrestler. You know, and. Uh, and the path that my life took me, I yeah. became a wrestler. <laughs> it turns out it ended up defining your life in a way. Yeah, yeah. I fucking, I, I, I earned a love for wrestling, you know. Uh, like mm. I said, so Saturday mornings we watch cartoons and then uh, I would watch it. I think it came on 11 or noon or something like that. And then we went out, to, we would watch wrestling, you know. And then after that, we would go out and play or whatever, you know. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I want to know, uh, May 23rd, 1996, as my research tells me, is when you had your first match, you had your debut in wrestling. Uh, do you have a story of your first match that you ever had? Uh, uh, well, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, growing up, and it, it was always Louisville Gardens. Everybody would talk about Louisville Gardens. I was in a, a two-ring battle royal with the likes of Rob Van Dam, <laughs> Sabu, uh, yeah. And nobody really told me it was a work, you know what I'm saying? Because I was really trying to win some money. You know, right. it was like a $25,000 matter for all or something. <laughs> and uh, they had, uh, you know, I was in there fighting for my life for real, as Tracy would say, I'm fight for life in here, kid. But uh, I was in there fighting for my life in there, and I was trying to win this fucking money. But nobody really smartened me up, you know, and said, hey, man, you know. So I got in there and fucking just, beating the shit out of people and fucking trying to throw them out and shit. And they was trying to throw me out. And fucking, I remember at one time, I forgot who it was, but they, they, they shoot shot me out of there because they knew that, you know, I was fucking green. You know, I didn't know, you know, I was, I was trying to win fucking money, man. Nobody smarted me up, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was in Louisville gardens, man. Uh, a lot wow. of people try to get there and that was my first match. Unbelievable. What a great venue to have your first match in. And it's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also wanted to ask you the first time or the story of the first time you met a guy by the name of Corporal Robinson. Oh yeah. Corp. Uh, like, okay. So we're going back to Louisville gardens now, uh, right after USWA quit Louisville gardens. Uh, Kate, Kentucky champion, Mike samples had an organization that came in there and, uh, Corporal Robinson was the Power Ranger. Okay, so he would dress up as the Power Ranger. That was his gimmick back then, you know, as a wrestler. Yeah. And uh, I got to know Corporal uh, through a lady named Abby. And uh, me and and Corporal became friends, you know. uh, And he was, you know, he was good to me. He was in the same profession that I was in. So, you know, he started just a little bit before me, you know, and... So uh, I got with him, and then we started hitting the road together. We both, uh, well, he started work for IWA, and I started working for IWA, and we became right. closer and closer. He lived in the right across the bridge over in Indiana, which I live in Louisville, which is about 15, 20 minutes. So we would hang out all the time and go to shows. Right. Um, my, also, my research also tells me that um, there was a, a good period of time where you were traveling around the country with him and Madman Pondo, um, oh, I yeah. just wanted to know what that experience was was like. You three young guys uh, on the road together. I, I'm sure <laughs> it was a wild time. Oh, yeah. Uh, wild times, man. Uh, you know, anytime you're with P- Madman Pondo, come on, man. You know, it's just a, he, he's a big fucking kid. You know, uh, he, he's like he, he's never left fucking 16. You know, it's always pranks. When me and him were together, man, we know each other like the back of our hands, me and Pondo, you know, so I, I, I know where he's going with anything he's getting ready to say, and then he knows where I'm going, like, uh, we would fuck with people all the time, you know, really not, like, <laughs> fuck with them, but we, we would amuse ourselves, you know, because he could have a stun gun, I'll be talking to somebody, I'll, I'll fucking spin him right around to the perfect position so he can zap them, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> or vice versa, you know, uh, me, Corp, and Pondo, uh, and another guy by the name of Cash Flow, 
uh, we, uh, we helped build IWA back in the day. You know, we're not saying we, we was a big stable in IWA, you know, uh, us three, us four. And then there was a guy, uh, God rest his soul, rolling hard, which, uh, Lenny, Lenny was a good friend of ours too, you know, and there was like a, uh, maybe a solid core of guys back then that, uh, helped build IWA, you know? Right. Cool, man. Um, I will get to some IWA questions in a moment, but okay. uh, I wanted to ask about <clears throat> spending a lot of time with Pondo and Corp. Uh, what kind of bad habits would you say that they had that would kind of annoy you? Well, uh, <laughs> I, Corp, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to individualize them. Corp, uh, man, if he wanted something, he could work you right out of whatever you had, man. You know, uh, he could talk you right. If he wanted your boxers off your shit, he could talk you right out of your boxers. You know, because his 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 mouthpiece is that fucking good. You know, like uh, I watch him talk to girls. You know, he he talking right out of their panties. You know, <laughs> just he was that fucking good. You know, um, Corp uh, was a good dude, man. You know, uh, and you know when other things come up. You know, other other things that other people ain't into. I'm just gonna put it that way. I'm beating around the bush a little bit. Yeah. Like I said, I, I love my brother. Uh, you know, let's get off court. Let's go back to Pondo. Now, Pondo, yeah. <laughs> Pondo is the type of person he he can give fucks if he's got five dollars in his pocket. You know, uh, that's just the type of person Pondo is. He's gonna be the same matter. He's got a fucking thousand or five. He is uh, a genuine good guy. Uh, he just loves life. And, you know, uh, he, Pondo, or, I mean, there's all kinds of things I say to Pondo. We spent fucking eight years together over in Japan. You know, we've been all over the United States together. You know, yeah. we've been, to Aust- well, we went to Australia together, you know, um, been to Germany, fucking uh, Mexico. You know, uh-huh. that's my brother from a different mother, Pondo. You know, anything he needs, I got. Uh, or if he needs something, I got it. He's got it, you know. Yeah, cool, man. Um, so 1997, uh, there's a show called JCW Strangle Mania Live, uh, which you were a part of. I just want to know what your first impressions were of working for ICP. Okay, so uh, Pondo says, hey, man, uh, uh, we're going up here work this show for ICP, you know, and uh, and I I'd heard of ICP, you know, uh, and so I went up there. Uh, I helped build set up the ring. We went to uh, somewhere in Detroit. I forgot the name of that fucking venue, but it's a real famous venue there in Detroit. Uh, fuck, I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, I went up there. We got up there mad early. Uh, I helped set up the fucking ring, you know, just like any. I was taught to help out wherever help needed, you know, wherever help was needed. So uh, went up there. I helped set up the fucking ring, uh, set up the ring, you know, get everything together, get the show ready. And then I I sat back. And that's when uh, Valor J and Shaggy came over and introduced themselves. I said, hey, you know, I, I'm uh, Violent J, and I'm Shaggy, you know. And I said, hey, uh, I'm Too Tough Tony, you know. Uh, well, anyway, I got a match that night. I worked uh, Don Mantoya, uh, which was a guy who was friends with ICP at the time. Uh, and I did my thing, and then, uh, you know, they enjoyed it. But I think I, I skipped a little ahead because uh, – ICP used to work for uh, oh, what's that guy's name? They used to wrestle for him, and me and Pondo went up and did a show for the guy, and they did a memorial show for the uh, the promoter guy. Yeah, and, uh, and that's where they got the like the first taste of me, you know, me and Pondo. Yeah, and then cool. like I said, Pondo got booked on this. Uh, oh, he got booked on the, the show, and I went up there with him. And helped yeah. out, you know, and that when they came over, they was like, "Hey, uh, what? Well, hey, thanks for doing that show and or whatever, you know." And then they gave me a match that night. 
Yeah, cool, man. Uh, we we thinking of St Andrews Hall as the venue. St Andrews Hall, yes. Yeah, cool. I couldn't fuck. Yes, St <laughs> Andrews Hall. And you know what? I've I've been there so fucking many times, man. <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, St Andrews Hall. Cool. Um, so uh, I want to move over to IWA Mid South. Um, how did that opportunity come about? And you know. As you said, you were part of really building that company back in that uh, in in those yes. days. Uh, Tell me all so about that. I, I don't know if you're familiar with a guy named J.C. Bailey. I've heard the name. Okay, well, his dad owned a promotion called uh, Bad to the Bone Wrestling. Okay, and uh, he ran all over Kentucky, you know, area and all that. Uh, I went from an armpit place in Huron, Indiana, where I would I would work regularly. And then I went from Huron, Indiana, to Bad to the Bone Wrestling, which was J.C. Bailey's dad, Joe Bailey. And I worked for Joe Bailey for about, I don't know, five years. And then that's when I ran into Ian. Ian brings me into IWA. Uh, and I, I did what all I could do for Joe Bailey. You know, I was jumping off shit and fucking help building his crowds up, you know, you know, just doing all the crazy stuff. And Ian's like, man, you'll be a good fit here at my company, you know. Uh, so I took him up on the opportunity, uh, and I left Bad to the Bone Wrestling. Joe Bailey didn't like it. You know, uh, we had a little bad words and stuff. So first thing I do when I get to IWA, uh, I take off the Bad to the Bone Wrestling shirt, throw it in the trash can, I catch it on fire. Oh, you know, uh, just pretty much saying, hey, fuck you you know, the Joe Bailey, which I, I'm, I was still friends with Joe, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just at that time, I just, you know how it is when you fight with your friends and shit, and then yeah. later on you can make back up. But uh, at that time, I just wanted to make a statement, and that's what I did. And the first person I worked at IWA was Ox Harley. Uh, Ox Harley fucking ate me up, you know, wouldn't give me shit, and went in there and fucking just pretty much, you know, try to fucking – uh, rough shopping, you know, and, yeah. you know, and the, the deal of it was, is I knew Ox was going over, you know, so there wasn't really much I can do. Uh, I did a couple of my big shits, you know, my big moves or whatever. And, uh, like I did a, a side move saw off the top of a table onto fucking Ox and Ox moves, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, boom, I fucking crash and burn. Yeah. So, uh, this is how I met Pondo. You know, well, I'm, I'm one of the first times I met Pondo. Uh, yeah. and, and Pondo was just like Tracy, man. Uh, he'll help any guy out, man. And like I said, that's why I love Pondo. But uh, anyway, so Ox ate me up, and then uh, I come to the back. And, uh, you know, Ian's cussing Ox out because, you know, it was my debut and all that shit. And yeah. pretty much the fucking dude ate me up, you know, wouldn't give me shit or wouldn't take none of my shit, you know. Yeah. Um, so Pondo steps up and says, uh, hey, Ian, let me work, you know, the kid next week. You know, and, and Pondo took very good care of me, man. Uh, and that started a friendship for me and Pondo uh, that's fucking now today. You know, it's 30, 35 years, you know. Um, he, he took really good care of me, man. That's all I can say, you know. Cool. And then that's how, that's how we started in IWA. You know, I got to showcase my shit. Pondo let me showcase it. And it just built me up from there. You know, uh, thanks to Pondo because he helped me, you know, be a staple in IWA. Yeah, cool, man. Um, one thing I wanted to ask uh, was, you know, I've heard a lot of negative things about Ian Rotten, but like, I'm not really one to judge somebody I haven't met or anything like that. And I know like the internet is full of shit most of the time anyway, but um. Why would you say he, he seems to get a lot of hate? Is it just because he's a bit outspoken or what is what is the, the deal? No, I just think it's the way he, he runs his business, you know. Uh, and, you know, uh, a lot of promises being made, you know. Uh, but all in all, like, you know, I own, a, I own a place down here called the Arena in Jeffersonville, Indiana. And it's a wrestling venue, you know, and I rent it out to these companies. You know, I, uh, the reason why that I built the Arena it's for young kids to come in and practice their craft. And we got a training school and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, and I rent it to Ian now, you know, 
before Ian was one of my best customers, you know, uh, well, not saying best customers, but one of my best renters because I set rules. Even though I grew up in the hardcore world, uh, even though I grew up in the hardcore world, and that, uh, you know, uh, I got, uh, hold on a second. Hold on, I'm doing this interview. All right. Uh, but let me get back where, oh, so Ian. Yeah. So, but the reason why he gets a bad rep, I think, is that, uh, you know, a lot of stuff he gets away with, you know, and people get mad about that, you know, or I'll try to slide something in. But uh, he, he, you know, who, what, what can you say for somebody who's been running thermos 30 years? You know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't, don't matter. Fucker, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be, uh, at the end of time, there's going to be cockroaches, dirt, and Ian Rotten. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's a credit to him to have kept his company going for so many years when so many others, you know, that came out back then have gone under. So, I mean. Here's the thing. Hey, here's the thing with Ian, man. He's got an eye for talent. You know what I'm saying? Think about this. How many people came through IWA that's went on to do big things? You know? Heaps of people. You can fucking name them. You know what I'm saying? The Chris yeah. Heroes, the fucking CM Punks, the fucking uh, Cocabanas, you know, the Ace Steels, fucking, uh, if I can go on and on, Kevin Owens, fucking, you know, Sami Zayn, you know, a lot of these people, you know, uh, <laughs> The guy's got a uh, 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 a nick for talent, you know. Yeah, cool, man. Um, so I mean, you, you're getting into the uh, the wrestling world for the, these first few years, and you've gone down this road of hardcore wrestling. What is it that you enjoy about hardcore wrestling? I, you know what? At the time, you know, when we was doing hardcore wrestling, uh, it wasn't just swinging shit. You know what I'm saying? We was we was uh, telling a story into these fucking big spots, into the tubes or into the fucking barbed wire, you know, or jumping off of shit, you know. We, uh, back then, I think that nobody really seen it. And they was like, holy shit, you know. And, you know, um, it was real to people. It was like, you know, if you, if you ever sat on attack by accident, you know what I'm saying, or fucking pro- poked yourself with the fucking attack, that uh, shit I've hurts, been, man. I've they been slammed onto tax, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see what I'm saying, though? Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, just a regular person, uh, you know, if they stepped on a tack or they said they know yeah. it fucking hurts, you know? Yeah. And uh, back then when we was doing this shit, it was never really been seen, you know? We was, yeah. like, the, the first ones to really people get to see the shit, you know? And uh, I think then is when we was like the true outlaws of hardcore wrestling because nobody knew what to expect. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't believe that fucking, we just landed in that barbed wire, went through all the fucking tubes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, you know, and, and the, the skip a little bit forward. Now you got gusset plates. Now you got fucking these panes uh, of glass. Yeah. You know, shit like that. And, uh, you know, you got to step it up nowadays. Back then we didn't have to work as hard as they do today, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, you know, the, the bar had to be kept getting raised as, as the years went on with other companies. And exactly. I don't know how much the further they're going to be able to go with it because I think almost everything. Right. What, the, the next, listen, I, I, I got it figured out, man. Yeah. And I keep on referring back to Tracy, but Tracy said, what's, what's the next match? A nine millimeter on the pole match? <laughs> Loser gets shot in their leg. You know, it's going to come down to something like that. You know, uh, there's only so much you can do without really getting fucked seriously hurt, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to uh, uh, swing this over to the opportunity that you had to go to big Japan uh, and you spent quite some time there. Um, you know, tell me a little bit about big Japan and, and the differences between American hardcore and Japanese hardcore. Well, uh, as you can say, you're a player when you go to Japan, you know, um, you're a sports star, you're an athlete, you know, uh, kind of like a, a major football player, a basketball player, or a baseball player. In Japan, uh, wrestlers on that same level, you know, a big star. Um, 
then again, I'm going to thank Pondo again for getting me over there because when CZW left out of there, uh, Pondo was like, I'm not going, you know what I'm saying? Uh, when CZW's all in the ring, we're all leaving, you know, they, they was, uh, want more money and all that shit, you know, which there was big money to be made over there, you know? Um, so when CZW left out of there and I'm, I'm wanting to say in 2000, 2001, 2002, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I started going over, I'm thinking around 2000, 2001. Uh, so that was, that was Pondo's doing. You see what I'm saying? He's like, I got a guy, you know, right. brought me over fucking, uh, the different style. There really is no different style. They're, they're, they're a strong style hardcore, you know, compared to what we was doing in the States, they was doing a little bit rougher over there, you know, uh, right. you know, um, everything over there is strong style, you know, and, uh, they, you know, like uh, Masanaga, you know, you know, who, of course, you know who Masanaga is. Yeah. You know, he was inventing, he was inventing shit over there, you know, the piranha death matches, shit like that. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, yeah, just the crazy shit, you know. Uh, and like states were copied from Japan, if you think about it, you know, we was carbon copy from Japan. So, getting to go to Japan and doing it right there in Japan, you know, that, that was awesome, man, you know, but, uh, compared to difference, you know, you're, you're treated bigger. It's, it's, a, it, it's a sport over there wrestling compared to here, you know, uh, over there when I first went, man, uh, like you do something real big and they just, it sound like crickets, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. fuck man. But and then when you get covered and you kick out, then the whole fucking place erupts. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. it was a little bit different in that way because over here there was smarter, you know, it was smarter marks, you know, uh, than over there because they took it serious. Right, of course. Um, you know, I mean, you spent so much time in Japan. Surely you have some wild stories of things that <laughs> took place outside of the ring. Oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna give you one, okay? Uh, it's got to do with me and Pondo. All right. Uh, after after I went there, uh, actually, I'm gonna tell you two, okay? Okay. First one is how we became Bakagajin there, okay? Tosaka, which is like right under Kojika. Kojika's the head man at uh, BJW. Tosaka's like the uh, he's the running man, you know? He's like the uh, vice president. So we've been pitching this idea, you know, uh, well, Pondo had his wife, uh, mommy at the time. Well, it became his wife. Uh, her and her friends would always call me a Pondo Baca guy, Gene, which meant stupid foreigners, you know, mm-hmm. uh, me and Pondo would be like stupid foreigners, stupid foreigners, you know, and Baca guy, Gene, Baca guy, Gene. And we, so we went to Tosaka with it. Uh, we went to him with the ideal. And that's like saying a racial word on TV and stuff, you know. Right. And saying, uh, you know, uh, so we went to Tosaka with the ideal. Uh, Tosaka said, oh, I love, you know, great deal, great deal. And then so when we came out, uh, Corrigan Hall, which was our home base there in Tokyo, uh, we start saying, we declare that we're now Bakagajin. And the people are like, oh, you know, and all this. And all that. <laughs> so uh, we come back and we come in the dressing room and uh, Kojika walks in and he goes, oh, I don't think people like Bakagajin. He's like, oh. So Kojika would walk out one door and it come Tosaka through the other door and he goes, oh, man, people love Bakagajin. You know? <laughs> and uh, so the next time we came to Corgan Hall, uh, for you came out, the whole fucking place is chanting Baka Guy Jean, Baka Guy Jean, you know what it And then, uh, then after our match or whatever, we go back to the back and Kojiga comes in and goes, Oh, I, I don't think people like Baka Guy Jean, you know. So, uh, <laughs> he went out one door and then comes another door, he comes to Kosaka again. He goes, Oh, yes. People love Baka Gaji. You hear them? He's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, you know. And then uh, I think it was a few more shows after. I don't think it was in Corgan Hall. We was someplace else in one of those small country towns. 
And uh, finally, uh, Kojika comes up. He goes, okay, people like Baca guy, G, you know. <laughs> then we go back to Corgan Hall. They make jackets for us, right? They sell the jackets before we even start the shows. And uh, fucking then he goes, okay, people, people love, people love uh, Gee. And that's how, you know, we really started it. You know, it just being stupid, you know. Anytime, like, we do something stupid, a normal person probably get fired over. They'd be like, oh, Bakagaji, you know what I'm saying? Stupid foreigners. You know, <laughs> we're, we're okay. So uh, another time we're on a – we had to go to the tip of Japan, which is Sapporo. We'd get on at Tokyo. We'd pull the bus on the fucking big ship or whatever. And we ride a, uh, we would ride uh, a ferry. I call it a ferry boat, like up to Sapporo. And uh, so we was teaching some of the Japanese guys how to play uh, draw, draw four. Yeah. Uno. Yeah. You know, so we was teaching them how to play Uno. And uh, Ben K, which was the big sumo wrestler, okay, uh, very nice guy, big fucking giant, you know. Uh, we was teaching him how to play Uno and stuff, and we, you know, having a good time, all drinking and stuff, and learning how to play Uno. So we get to Sapporo, they have this battle royal, you know. So me and Pondo get in there, we're goofy motherfuckers as we are. We get in there, we're punching everybody like, draw two you know, or skip red and all this, you know, playing around in this fucking battle royal. So we come back, we go downstairs, Ben K's fucking angry. Okay. He's fucking (laughs) mad. Oh my God. Fucking so I'm behind Pondo. Pondo walks up to him, goes shake his hand and Ben K just shoves the shit out of him. Right. I'm like, okay, I'm not going close to that big motherfucker while he's mad. Right. And, uh, but we got in trouble with Ben K because we didn't take it serious, you know, and right. that's what it is over there. It's fucking serious. And we're playing, you know, we're punching him, say draw four and giggling yeah. and all that. <laughs> but that was our character though. He didn't understand that, you know, we were stupid foreigners, you know? Yeah. And, but anyway, so on the way back home on the boat ride, he, he, uh, he had somebody come get me and Pondo and he set us down and, you know, apologized, but I, he really didn't need to apologize to me because he didn't get to do nothing to me, but he shoved the shit out of Pondo, <laughs> you know, uh, but, you know, it, it you know, it, it, it was a good uh, lesson for me and Pondo, you know, if we're going to play, there's a time to play and one time not to play. There's time to do business, time not to do business, you know, that wasn't one time to play, not seeing that <laughs> in Ben K's face, you know, he's a world <laughs> champion sumo wrestler. I wasn't going up there fucking with him. <laughs> you know, he doesn't fucking shove my partner fucking halfway across the fucking thing, you know. But yeah. Oh, I'm gonna tell you one more other time. So us being fucking goofy, we uh we're on the road traveling. We get off of this like uh this western town or whatever where they film movies and shit. And uh I got this fucking bright idea, I'll slide back off in the woods and when people go to walk by, I scare the shit out of them, you know? I got about two or three people. Pondo goes, okay, okay, here comes uh, Shadow WX, you know? And uh, I jump up, I'm like, rah! It wasn't Shadow WX, it was uh, the fucking boss of the company, Kojika. He got his <laughs> hands in his pocket, man. And Pondo is dying, man. I'm like, motherfucker, here I am. I'm going to get fired now, you know? <laughs> Fucking with the head man, you know, scaring yeah. the shit out of him. But uh, I wind up not getting fired. <laughs> but, I mean, that was just one of them ribs like Pondo would get a good self-giggle out of, you know. Yeah. I thought we was in it together, but no. Pondo set me up. <laughs> he stitched you up, man. Scared the fucking boss. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of skimming through a lot of things because, you know, I don't take up too much of your time, but... uh. I want to talk to you about gathering of the juggalos. Uh, you know, it, it, it looks like a fun time. I've, I've always wanted to go. Unfortunately, I've never had the chance to, but when all this pandemic bullshit's over, oh yeah, definitely on the bucket list. Um, yeah. Any stories of any of your times with being at the gathering of the jugglers? Well, uh, I, I got to meet a lot of big stars like fucking master P fucking, uh, 
any star you can think of that went to the gathering, I got to meet, you know, Charlie Sheen. Oh, wow. Even though Charlie Sheen would stay in the fucking tour bus. I got oh, a Ric Flair story, man. Oh, bro, I got a Ric Flair story, okay? So okay. that one year we had him come host at the gathering, okay? Okay. And before uh, before he came out to fucking host, uh, you know, whatever he was hosting, he's got his own trailer, you know? And uh, I walk in this fucking trailer, and over in the corner, there's Ric Flair. You know, his fucking feet are all dusty. Looked like some old man over there, right? And I said, uh, hey, Mr. Flair, how you doing? And usually, like, the big stars like that got, I call handlers. You know, somebody who's yeah. running for him and all that. Well, his handler hadn't made it yet. And I said, hey, Mr. Flair, uh, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm too tough, Tony, you know, and uh, I wrestle for JCW. I just want to check on you, see if you want anything to eat or whatever. Right. He looked like a homeless dude over in the fucking corner, you know, just all dirty. That's how it is at the gathering, you know, it's just dust and fucking, you know, running around all day long and shit. And yeah. uh, so I went and got him some food, brought it back to him. You know, that's my Ric Flair story. I know it ain't that big, but, you know, that's huge, it, it man. was cool. It was cool yeah. to me, you know. I, I would say so too, man. Fuck, it's, it's Ric Flair for all people. I got to meet Afro Man. <laughs> uh, fucking smoke some weed with him. You know, I got to smoke weed with a lot of people, man. You know, uh, fuck. I'm trying to think which, which one stands out the most. Oh, Willie D from the Ghetto Boys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, him and Joe was talking, and uh, me being the person I am, I, I went up and said, hey, y'all hungry? I'm getting ready to go over to Cater. And, you know, he's like, yeah, man, I've been starving or whatever. And then uh, I went and got them some food, got me some food. We gave him the food or whatever. And then later on, Joe calls me on the bus. He goes, hey, man, here, here's $100, man. I'm like, what's this for? You know, he's like, man, you made me look, well, didn't make me look so good. He said, that was awfully fucking cool. You'd fucking offer food to Willie. I didn't know he was hungry and all that shit. And he tried to, Joe tried to give me a hundred bucks. And I was like, man, I don't want your money. I would have did that anyway. You know what I'm saying? If I was going to get something, I'm asking my boys. I mean, hey, y'all want something? Hmm. I'm going over to get something, you know? Yeah. But, you know. Shit like that, man. I can go on and on about Valor J, dude. You know, uh, you know, them guys have been so fucking good to me, man. You know, gave me fucking opportunities after opportunities, you know. And that's, that's another subject. But, you know, fucking ICP's been so fucking good to me, man. I can't, I can't stress that enough, you know. That's great, man. It's great that you have so many great people in your life like Pondo and ICP that have, uh, have done so many great things for you. Um, it must mean a lot. Um, so I wanted to uh, move on to the first, who was the first big name you ever worked with? Like, you know, a legend from the business. Fuck. Because uh, i got a list here of people. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to tell you one of them was Rip Rogers. Uh -huh. You know who Rip Rogers is? Yeah, I'm going to be interviewing him next Friday. Listen, and... That guy, when I worked for BBW, remember how I told you went from armpit to BBW to IWA? But I worked yeah. for BBW and uh, they brought Rip Rogers in. And I can't touch you, but like if, if he, when I met Rip Rogers, he's like, kid, don't touch me no more than this. And he barely touched me. I couldn't even feel him, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, so. <laughs> Rip was so fucking good in the ring, man. And like I said, I was still green at the time. You know, I really didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground. You know, I didn't right. know the difference between a uh, wrist watch and a uh, wrist lock, you know. But uh, anyway, he said, kid, don't touch me no more than this, you know. So we're working or whatever. And he ties himself up in the fucking ropes. So now I got fucking free shots, right? So I fucking start. He, he locks himself in the rope. My fucking dumb ass starts chopping him. And that's oh, the worst no. thing you do to Rip Rogers, okay? Oh, so he locked himself up in there, and I just fucking start waylaying him in the fucking shit. He fucking untied himself and beat my motherfucking ass, you know? <laughs> and then I go on the back, and then he goes, who trades this motherfucking piece of shit? And blah, 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 this, and, you know, just fucking on and on rambling, you know? But like I said, I was fucking green as hell. I didn't know no better. You know, I done told you a story about fuck my first time in the fucking Louisville Gardens. You know, I was really trying to win that $25,000. Nobody sparked me up, you know. Not until, like, maybe after Rip that I really start 
getting smartened up, you know. Uh, later on, when Bull Payne tucked me under his, you know, wing, you know. Uh, but fuck, I worked. Uh, <laughs> fuck, I worked. Fucking shit. There were so many people I worked, man. Uh, I've got a list here, man. I the got, barbarian, the barbarians. Right, cool. I got New Jack, Balls Mahoney, Two Cold Scorpio, yeah. Sabu, Rhino, Tommy Dreamer, Shane Douglas. Wow. Kamala, fucking Necro yeah. Butcher, of course. Trent Acid, yeah. just incredible. That's a whole yes. heap of talent right there. Well, that that was just a quarter of them, probably. I I probably yeah. forgot more than you know. Then I work, man, but <laughs> yes, yes. And you know what? And that's, man, you can call me a fucking, you know, a dumb ass or whatever. But when people come up to me and they're like, hey, man, you know, oh, I love you, you know, and all this shit. I'm like, look, dude, I'm just the same as you, except I was in a better place at that time, you know? And it, it, like I tell my wife, I, I'm like, look, you know, it just freaks me out sometimes. It ain't that that, that, you know, that anything bothers me, but like when I'm out and I'm, I got my kids with me and everything, everybody comes up to me and they're like, Hey man, you know, whoop, whoop, or whatever. I, yeah. It just freaks me out sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of my weird pet peeves. Like if I'm out doing shit, like in the wrestling world and, and doing my wrestling shit, I don't mind it. But when I'm home, I'm, I'm, I'm Tony, you know what I'm saying? That's what I tell them. I'm so like, man, I'm just Tony, man. You know, that's my, that's my alter ego or, you know, that's what I used to do, you know? And, yeah. No, I, but I, totally I love that, it, man. man. <laughs> uh, I totally get what you're saying there. Cause you know, I remember when I was like about 10 years old, my hero was a local basketball player in Perth. Uh, his name is James Crawford, the Alabama slammer. He's from Alabama. Uh -huh. uh, and we're at this, me and my dad were at this place. Um, you know, it's like kind of a, a good place to take your kid to you know it's like science related and all that stuff anyway it was like there was no one in there but me and my dad and james crawford and he was with his son now he was my hero at the time and my dad said to me go and say hello to him go say hello to him go ask for an autograph and even at like 10 years old i was like ah he's with his son i don't want to bother him like <laughs> That's my hero right there, and I and I still right. have enough respect to to um, keep away. Well, you know, he's, here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned. You know, being on the road with the ICP, uh, I've understand the fan side, and I've understand like the the artist side. You know, uh, as a fan, you might not be able to have that opportunity to do that again. So it doesn't matter if they're eating or whatever. You know, because a lot of times we've been out eating. People come up and they're like, man, we're just trying to fucking eat, man. Can you at least wait till afterwards or whatever? Maybe they had to fucking leave. You know what I'm saying? And to be a big star, you know, that that's what you put yourself into, you know. Uh, and from a fan side, like I said, you might not have that opportunity ever again to be able to fucking do that. So why not go ahead and try it, you know? Yeah. You know, and I, I get it, man. I get it. So it's like a double knife ass sword. You know, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Sure. Some of them might say, okay, here, get back up from their meal and get up. Hey, you know, we'll take a picture or whatever. But a lot of them's like, motherfucker, get the fuck away from me. I'm trying to fucking eat. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Absolutely. And that man. sucks, man, because when you're a big mega star like that, you know, you put yourself in that position to fucking make fans want to come up, take pictures or you know, say, Hey, or whatever, you know, yeah, so anytime absolutely. that they, they get a shot to do that, they're going to do that. Yeah. Um, so I also read somewhere that you had stated that you've probably had about 30 concussions over the years. Uh, uh, you've had about 30 concussions. Um, <laughs> yeah. is, is that true? And, and, uh, and do you feel the effects of that? Is that something that bothers you? Uh, no, I, you know what? I don't even think about it no more, man. You know, uh, I'm sure I've had about that many. I've cut a main artery in my arm working at IWA, uh, working Nate Webb, uh, yeah. and a light two spot gone wrong. You know, uh, I broke my tibia, fibula, uh, Fuck. you know, uh, countless, countless, like you said, concussions. 
I don't know, man. You know, uh, as long as I can walk and fucking move and stuff, I really don't think about it. You know, uh, maybe one day it might play a big factor in my life, but as of right now, you know, uh, when I slowed down doing the hardcore, went back to wrestling. You know, uh, I think that helped me out a whole lot, you know, because, yeah. you know, uh, concrete don't move for nobody but Pondo. <laughs> That's what we always <laughs> say, you know. Fuck, if you can land a concrete all day, uh, it's going to fucking hurt, but if Pondo lands on it, don't hurt, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it takes a toll on your body, man, you know. Uh, That's what I'm saying to Hawk. The, the new age hardcore guys, they're in it and out it. You see what I'm saying? They yeah. may come in and make a good run for two or three years, and then they're out, you know. Uh, which, like a I Nick was talking Mondo with somebody or, the other day. Huh? Like a sick Nick Mondo wasn't around. Yes, yes. There you go. Perfect example. You know, and then did what all he could do and then got out, you know. Uh, you know, now I heard he's a movie producer or making movies and stuff. You know, yeah. great for him, man. You know, uh, there is life after wrestling, you know. Uh, and I remember, you know, when I was first starting out, all these legends, they're dying in green. Yeah. That's because that's the only thing they knew back then. You know, they started wrestling. It was like a game. Once you're in, you're in, you know. Uh, and, you know, a lot of them would die wrestling. You know, that was Tracy Smothers, man. You know, he, he started out wrestling. That's the only thing you know. He never had a job at Burger King. He never had a job at fucking Waffle House or, yeah. or at the car lot or a factory job. That's all. only thing that man knew was wrestling, you know. And that's the way he kept it, man. He did it his way, you know. Yeah. Um, not many questions left to go, bro. Um, I just want to ask you uh, about becoming – JCW champion for the first time, July 22nd, 2005. I believe in a match with Kid Cash and Lenny Lane. Um, yeah. How did that feel to be given that position in the company? You know, uh, that's like, here, take this ball and run with it. You know, uh, I've been around uh, a, a while at that point, you know, and never really had no run with anything like that. And, you know, at, at the time, I was like, man, I don't need no belt. I am the people's champion, you know. It, the jugglers would cheer harder for me when I lost than just as hard as when I won. So it didn't matter to me, you know, uh, when you got a belt and you're a champion, it makes your bag heavier, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, all honesty, man, you know, the first time it, it, it was, uh, respect. It was, uh, it was relief, you know, knowing that they trust me to carry their company on my shoulders, you know, uh, it was an honor, and I was very, very happy at the time, you know. Because cool, so, it was my big break, you know, in, in, in uh, JCW world, you know. Awesome, man. Um, I also read something else online about apparently you and Corp were signed to ECW the day that they had their final yeah, they show. Or... Yeah, yeah, that they voted. <laughs> how does that what happened there (laughs) that's the fucking kind of luck you know what i'm saying that was another thing that's like when wcw okay i'm gonna tell you another story i went to icp this is right before i broke my leg i went to icp uh we're on tour and stuff that's when they was doing wcw nitros and all that okay and uh vampiro was on top at the time he was the world champion they got me a tryout right with WCW, with Ted Turner, you know? Yeah. And uh, the night that I had my, the night before I had my tryout was a Monday Night Nitro. And I broke my tibia fibia fighting outside the tour bus. You know, some kids just came on up there and I fucking, I punched the dude, he fell on my fucking leg and I broke my tibia fibia. But I know in my heart, I probably would have had a contract with WCW because, like I said, we had we had people already embedded in there, you know, with Vampiro. And all you got to do is say, hey, give this kid, you know, a contract or whatever. And I was young at the time, and I was doing different stuff than anybody else. Yeah. So there was no doubt in my mind I would have got signed. But the unfortunate, you know, that I broke my tibia and fibia the night before the tryout, you know. Uh, it fucked up my first tour to Japan. Uh, Abdullah the Butcher, 
what got me locked into Japan and uh, turned around and, like I said, it fucked up two big things in my life, you know, but didn't really fuck it up because I came back and I got to go to Japan, you know, and stuff like that, you know, so. So what was the deal with ACW and, and, and uh, had you done some dark matches or anything like that? Yeah, well, we uh, we we turned around and uh, we went down to Nashville. Uh, we met with uh, uh, oh fuck, I just went blank. Me, Corp, Cash. We all go down there. We we do the show for ECW down in Nashville. Uh, Kid Cash was there. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, Francine, and we we, we already made a good. Uh, showing what Tommy Dreamer, uh, you know, so we get everything locked in. We do the show. They, uh, they was offering us the deals or whatever, you know, and I come to find out they closed down, you know, so we never got to really sign the fucking deal. Ah, oh, shit. Um, we got offered the deal. That, that, that was our highlight. We got offered the deal. <laughs> Um, I've got three more questions before I have a little segment called Five Second Frenzy. TNA. Okay. There was a dark okay. carnival match with yourself teaming with uh, Shaggy Two Dope, Violent J. You had Rude Boy at ringside against Glenn Gilberti, David Young, and Kid Cash. Uh, I just watched this about two minutes before I messaged you saying that I'm ready to go. Um, <laughs> I remember it from back in the day once I watched it, but... um. The TNA experience. Were you hoping to get signed by TNA at that point? Yeah, uh, I was, man. You know, I was really excited because Nashville ain't that far from me, right? And they was at Nashville Fairgrounds. And uh, what happened was is that, you know, ICP really can't commit to anything big because they're, they got all kinds of shit going on. And uh, yeah. that was the plan was to embed me in there, you know, uh, and uh, it, I, I wound up not staying because they wasn't going to stay, you know, and that would have made, you know, them look at me different, I think, you know. Okay. So I would have, I would have rather went on a different term, you know what I'm saying? I understand. Uh, you know, and like I said, they can't commit to that, you know, and they, they want them to commit, you know, and. It never worked out really, you know, and I, I was fine with that. You know, I made some money with them. Uh, I am going to tell you one more story real quick. And I don't mean to, you know, I keep, cause these stories pop in my head when you start naming stuff, you know? Sure. Uh, so that night at the dark carnival match, I'm working kid cash. Right. And I do that big front flip leg drop and yes. uh, kid cash stands straight up. Right. Yeah. And I land to my ass and I shard it. I started in my fucking pants. Okay. <laughs> True story. True story. So, uh, and I couldn't stop it. You know what I'm saying? Just the way I landed and fucking push fucking like water out my ass. You know, I started, you know, well, so, I mean, uh, there's a lot of velocity behind that move. So I'm, I'm not yes, surprised yes. that was what, was so <laughs> anyway, we get back in and then I, I, I get a hold of cash and I put him in the Tony driver. Right. Yeah. So it's oh, no, right yeah. Okay. So his face is right there in my ass, and I hit him with the Tony driver. Boom. You know, one, <laughs> two, and then whatever. He kicks out. So uh, I saw, hold on, buddy. And my son. Dad. Hold on, buddy. I'm doing an interview, okay? Say hi. hi. That's that's a little tough. Hey, brother. That's a little tough. But uh, – so anyway, I shard it. I fucking put Kid Cash into the fucking Tony driver. <laughs> and uh This should have been a free fucking, count. <laughs> yeah, it should it should have been over right there. <laughs> yeah. And man. uh but anyway, so we get come to the back after the match or what that's what is that when Monty Brown comes in, makes yeah. his return? Yeah. He gives me the power bomb onto the ladder, right? He does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh I'll take the one, two, three. So uh well we get back in the back and uh, they come back to us, thanks for the match or whatever, and then uh, Kid Cash comes over and dude goes, man, everything was great, but you smelled like shit, you know? <laughs> I said, that's because I shit on myself, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you the fucking story. And then Joe and I was going, fucking, you're, you're fucking nuts, man. I don't think I told anybody. I was like, man, but it, it fucking happened, you know what I'm saying? There was nothing I could do about it. 
And but you know, knowing I got a little bit of uh fucking shit on my ass, and I still got to fucking do the rest of this match, you know. And I yeah, think I was wearing white at the time too, so I'm hoping <laughs> it didn't bleed through. You know, I think that's the best story we've had on this show. This is probably our 22nd episode so far, so is, <laughs> I'm loving it, man. Um, you know, and I was gonna tell you something when we came to Australia, man, Perth, and all that. I loved Australia, man. You know, we had to we had to fly to different, you know, the different cities or whatever every every night, you know, after we right. did the shows. But I like how uh, down in the little uh, the little, little square or whatever y'all would call it, people are doing fucking acts and stuff, you know, trying to earn oh, money and stuff, man. Yeah, that's the best, dude. Yeah, a lot of street acts, a lot of uh, yes. busters. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool, man. I didn't know that you'd been to Perth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, cool. Flew, I flew first class, oh, and I awesome. kind of snuck in first class. <laughs> okay, look both ways. Look both ways. Um, so, uh, second last question to Tough Tony: uh, Have you had your last match, or what would be the ideal situation to have your last match? One more. I'm sorry, kids just ran through. That's cool. Uh, have you had your last match? And uh, if you haven't, what would be the ideal situation to have your last match? Uh, I really didn't even thought about it, man, because sometimes sometimes I think about quitting. Other times I don't, you know. Uh, at the, I'm, and I'm, I'm at the point in my life to where, to where, you know, at the, the right time, Okay, give me a second, buddy. I'm at the point in my life to where I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And uh, I, I own a successful lawn care business right now. So that's my main goal. You know, that's what I worry. Like before, plan A was wrestling. Plan B was my lawn care business. Yeah. Now they swap. So plan A is, is lawn care business. Plan B is wrestling. Right. Um. I ain't really thought about it, man. I think, like, I, I periodically do bookings, you know. Uh, I can still go, you know. <laughs> I can still do it, man, you know. But uh, my body goes, hey, man, you sure you want to do this? And then after yeah. I wrestle, I'm down for a couple of days, you know. Not really down, but just don't feel like I normally do, you know. It takes a toll on your body, man. And Absolutely. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever get out of wrestling. You know, like I was telling you earlier, I own a place over in Jeffersonville, Indiana called the arena. And, you know, if I want to wrestle, I'll go over there. You know, uh, I got a training school, you know, Grand House Pro Wrestling Academy. And um, we run shows sometimes. Uh, here lately since the COVID, I ain't been running nothing because I don't want to be to blame for, you know, spreading COVID or whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, some of the companies that are coming in there is IWA. Uh, we got Girl Fight Wrestling, which Pondo owns. All girls promotion. Uh, yeah. You know, shit like that. You know, uh, I, I'm more on the business side than the, than the working side these days. Yeah. You know. Cool, brother. Um, so I want to bring you into our final section of the night. It's called Five Second Frenzy. It's 10 questions, quick fire. And it's just to find out a little bit more about you and your favorite things. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, you know, I lied to you earlier. I was like, man, I only got about 30 minutes, but we've been <laughs> rocking pretty good. And I'm happy, man. We've been doing good, man. I appreciate that. I'm glad, bro. Um, so first and foremost, your favorite wrestler. Uh, I got a few of them. We'll just name a few of them. Or, yeah, sure. You know. Uh, <laughs> Skip that one. Okay. Favorite opponent? Favorite opponent? Madman Pondo. Thought so. The favorite match that you've ever had? My favorite match I ever had was with, uh, I was tagged, I was tagged with, uh, against, uh, Brad Christopher and Rakishi. It was me and Tommy Dreamer. You and Dreamer against two cool. Yep. I saw that. Cool. Um, your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show, uh, Live PD. Live PD. Haven't heard of it, but yeah, we have it's, different It's stuff big over here in Louisville. It's a cop show. Okay, cool, cool. 
Uh, favorite film? Favorite film? Uh, Back to the Future. Awesome. Awesome. Favorite food? Uh, pizza. Yeah, we get that answer quite a lot, actually. Uh, your favorite place to eat on the road? Uh, Waffle House. Cool, cool. Uh, your favorite alcoholic beverage? Uh, Bacardi. Lemon. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was watching a match with you and uh, Corp against uh, Pondo and Necro Butcher, and on commentary they had mentioned that you'd already had a bit of Bacardi before the match. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your favorite female body part? Uh, probably the boobs. Excellent. And the last one for five second frenzy too tough. Tony is your favorite curse word. That's favorite. What curse word? Oh, fuck. We get that answer a lot too. (laughs) Well, uh, too tough, Tony. I really want to thank you for your time. Uh, you know, 1996 to 2020, all these years in the wrestling business, that's 24 years, man. You yeah. accomplished so much in IWA, JCW, Big Japan. You've done a lot. You've put your body through a lot of shit for, you know, just for the fans and to make a bit of coin. And I just want to say, you know, from Perth, Western Australia, I appreciate you and everything that you've done. And I hope that you're proud of your accomplishments. Well, I, I'm very proud, man. I appreciate you giving me the platform to be able to uh, go down memory lane because when you started naming off names, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I forget a lot more than what I did, I think, you know. And uh, like I said, it, it's for the love of wrestling, man. And, you know, I appreciate your time, man. I know your time's valuable, too. And just to be able to think about me, somebody just – you know, I don't I don't consider myself old and washed up because, like I said, I can still go. But just just being in your memories, you know, what I'm saying, uh, you know, I always tell people, man, is that you could have spent your money anywhere and had a few hours of good time. Thank you for spending it with me and, you know, let me do what I do, you know, to take some some bad memories off of you for a few hours, you know, or some troubles off of you for a few hours, you know, yeah, and enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? So it's always a blessing, man. Absolutely, man. Always a blessing. And, and I want to thank you for being a man of your word and, and doing the interview with me. We, we've been screwed hey, around listen, with a lot listen, of the last Listen, you know, months, here's so. the thing, man. That's all you got to your word and your bond. You know what I'm saying? And if you ain't got that, you ain't got shit, man. Absolutely. When you're honest with somebody, it comes back tenfold. You know, well, um, just, and, that, that's just not the person I am, man. You know, if I tell you something, take it to the bank, cash it, because it's going to get done. Excellent, man. Well, uh, thank you again for being uh, on the show. And, and fuck and, uh, Jack for not being on here tonight. Okay? Oh, man. You know, this has happened before. He, uh, yeah, it's, know, a typical, minute, it's a, a typical of, weekend, right? Gets, it's a typical know, weekend. He don't want to come in and fucking put in the work, see? He don't get no credit for today. Only <laughs> you, bro. Oh, I'm loving Only it. Only you. Loving it. And he's going to regret it. He's going to watch this back and realize how much fun this was. And it might have been better than the sex he, he had tonight. So, Yeah, see? It, that's right. Because you could have jacked off for free and still did, helped us out. You know? Thanks, Tony. No, thank you, man. Like I said, man, uh, I'm still on the social media. Uh, Too Tough Tony, you know, uh, check it out. Uh, Grindhouse Pro Wrestling Academy. Uh, You know, if you're in the surrounding Kentucky area, you ever want to be a wrestler, I know y'all in Australia, uh, kangaroo country, you know. that Which reminds me real quick, okay? So we all fly into Australia, and I get off the plane, some dude comes up to me and says, hey, give me a fag. I thought he called (laughs) me a fag, okay? Yeah. And I'm sitting there smoking, right? And, but I'm like, you just call me a fag? You know, and I'm like, man, I'm getting ready to fucking fight the first. I just got off the fucking plane. Ain't smoked in fucking 13, 14 hours. And the dude said something about a fag, right? And I thought he was calling me a fag. And I, I was contemplating to punch him or not. And then he goes, no. And points to my cigarette. So I, I gave him a cigarette. I said, you didn't have to call me a fag. You know, I gave you a cigarette, you know. But and then I learned that fags are cigarettes in fucking Australia. <laughs> I don't know why that's a thing. I don't understand. Yeah, that. but you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I was contemplating on punching the dude, and all he wanted was a fucking cigarette. <laughs> so I would have been the asshole punching him 
and be like, you called me a fag. No, I wanted a fag. <laughs> oh, thanks for Australia that, story. Thanks, Tony. I appreciate your time tonight. And yeah, um, anytime, man. I would love to do another one if you ever want to do another one. Okay. Absolutely. There was so much that I didn't get to cover because I didn't want to take up too much of your time, but we'll definitely bring you back. And like I said, I didn't have much time, but I made it. I made it happen. You know, I knew my, my son would be out here fucking. <laughs> now look, my dog's out here. And my AJ's got some friends over and they're scared <laughs> of the dog. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Being a parent is some cool shit, man. Yeah, man. You know. Uh, so, Too Tough Tony, thank you again. And thank you, everyone, for watching in conjunction with the WZWA Network. I'm California Inferior, as alongside my new friend, Too Tough Tony. And we will see you woo, woo. next time. Thank you.